0: When reading the uh, story, Joseph's story um, in Genesis, it's uh, it, to me it's quite amazing. And um, when you read the book of Genesis, it has you know quite a few stories about important people, but no one gets more time than Joseph. His story begins in. Uh, Approximately Genesis 37, Um, he's a a young man, a teenager, um, his father's favorite. Uh, His brothers are already very jealous of him. And then when Joseph has a dream where his brothers bow down to him, instead of keeping that to himself, as he probably should have in retrospect, um, Joseph lets everyone know. Um, and yeah, that started the, you know, even more turmoil uh, with his brothers. Um, and um, his brothers, uh, who were already jealous of him, uh, became furious. And they worked to get rid of Joseph. Um, and instead of murdering, uh, they sold him into slavery. Because they knew for sure that would get rid of him. His brothers enjoyed a nice payday, Um, and meanwhile, Joseph became a a slave in the house of a man named uh, Potiphar. Potiphar was an officer for the pharaoh, uh, a captain of his guard, Um, and Joseph, instead of landing in a field somewhere um, as a slave, Joseph landed in a pretty important house, and Instead of acting bitter, um, he intentionally, uh, by intentionally doing a bad job, uh, Joseph leaned into his relationship with God and worked to do his best. Uh, and because so, good things happened. According to uh, Genesis 39, 3-4, says, His master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord caused all that he did to succeed in his hands. So Joseph found favor in his sight and attended him, and he made him overseer of his house and put him in charge of all that he had. From the time that he made him overseer in his house and over all that he had, The Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. The blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in house and field. So despite being betrayed by his brothers and ending up a slave in a foreign country, um, things seemed to finally be turning uh, positive for Joseph. Uh, But... It didn't last. Um, Potiphar's wife became attracted to Joseph and um, attempts to sleep with him multiple times. Um, Joseph refuses, vehemently refuses, um, to uh, betray his master. And Potiphar's wife, uh, in a fit of rage, Accuses Joseph of sexual assault. And so Joseph is thrown into jail. Uh, with the quality of his work, I, I'm sure Joseph had hoped to ex- escape slavery soon, but going to prison was probably not the path uh, forward that he would have chosen. Once again, despite being in prison, Joseph continues. ...to honor God with his heart and his actions. He doesn't respond with bitterness, but continues to work with integrity. And as one that knows me understands that... um, ...you know, when you are in prison... um, ...for something that you did not do, it is very easy to be angry... Frustrated, bitter, the whole nine yards. It is, and 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 Joseph was not. Um, once again, despite being in prison, Joseph continues to honor God with his heart and his action. And like I said, he doesn't respond with bitterness, but he works with integrity. Um, a cup. and Baker who work for Pharaoh also find themselves in prison. They have some troubling dreams and Joseph interprets them perfectly. The cupbearer will soon be released and promises to try and help Joseph uh, to get out of prison. Finally things seem to be turning around but the cupbearer simply forgets and Joseph continues to wait in prison. Until finally the Pharaoh himself has a troubling dream, no one can interpret the dream for him, and the cupbearer finally remembers Joseph. The Pharaoh calls for Joseph, who once again interprets the dream with wisdom. Joseph then gives Pharaoh advice on how to respond um, to this dream, and Pharaoh responds by making Joseph his right-hand man. Joseph is finally freed from prison around the age of 30 or approximately 13 years um, after being sold as a slave. Joseph will lead the way in Egypt um, by preparing for the seven years of famine which has not taken place yet. And he does an amazing job. Um, and when the famine finally hits, as he had foretold, um, everyone thought he was crazy when he was planning for this. But um, because he was prepared, Egypt is well stocked with food. Uh, not only do they survive the famine, but they are able to provide for, for non-Egyptians um, who need this help. And this is where Joseph's unruly brothers finally return to the story. They're starving, uh, and their father Jacob sends him to Egypt to buy grain. Joseph recognizes them instantly, but, not surprisingly, they do not recognize him, for Joseph is clothed uh, in very nice clothing and robes and and, and looks like a king. Um, and at the, so Joseph is now about four years old and, and practically a king in everything but name. And it's been 23 years since they've seen him as a slave. Now, most mortals, most people um, would have used their power at this time to bring vengeance um, because of the horribly horrible wrong that his brothers had done to him he could have sent every one of his brothers to death or slavery instead Joseph chose mercy and grace he forgave them Joseph embraced his brothers and fed them He brought his whole family to be closer to him and was finally reunited with his dear father once again. This may seem like a long summary, but Joseph's story isn't short. It spans decades and 14 chapters in the Bible. The prosperity gospel is an increasingly popular belief that those who love God, think positive, and work hard will receive material wealth and success. That The story of Joseph stands in stark opposition to this. Joseph did everything right and still spent 13 years as a slave or prisoner. And while many in Western civilization Christians today would say they don't believe the prosperity gospel, few of us would stomach the idea of suffering for 13 years. We're uncomfortable with the idea of suffering at all. But we like to think we can handle it for a few months. Surely God wouldn't push us to struggle for longer than that, right? Once we've learned our lesson, we can move on to a season of blessing and easy living. And yet, we were never promised this. (laughs) We may experience trials and tribulations for far longer than a few months, as I can attest. Personally, some may experience them longer um, than Joseph did. The story of Joseph reminds me that the trials may not be finished. The story of Joseph also reminds me that even if the trials aren't over, we will be okay. Because here's the good news, just as God was with Joseph during his time as a slave and a prisoner, God will be with you during your hard times. Not only that, but we are promised an eternity without sickness, pain, or tears. If you want to show the kind of patience Joseph did during his difficult times, then stay as close to God as possible. Don't give up on God. God never gives up on you. You may doubt your faith, but God will continue to be right by our side. He never leaves us, whether we're in good health or poor health, whether we're laughing or crying, whether we're sleeping or awake. He's always with us. He is always working, even when we cannot see it or feel it. And of course we can look forward to the day when all bad things will be forgotten and we can spend an eternity closer to God than ever before. Sometimes waiting means doing nothing but wait. And as a person who loves to solve problems and do things and take action, this principle I mean, seriously, drives me nuts. There are definitely times to take action and work for change, but there are also times when God simply calls us to wait. And that, I'll tell you right now, is extremely hard um, for me personally. <laughs> uh, it's the perfect example of how many of us think yes, I can wait. Now that i waited for five minutes, what do I do next? <laughs> this sounds uh, kind of ridiculous, but it's really not, because that's how most of us think. It can be hard for any leader to truly be patient. Why wait when you can create a to-do list and start taking action? Well, sometimes God wants us to sit in something. Sometimes he wants to teach us something, and some lessons take time. Years. Decades. There was nothing Joseph could do to get himself out of slavery or prison. Nothing. He did a great job and rose to the top position in each setting, even in prison. But no one was going to let him out. Even when the cupbearer promised to help Joseph escape, he forgot Joseph was still there. But Joseph carried on and uh, kept moving forward can you imagine putting that kid in charge of Egypt the power would have risen to his head rather quickly and he could not have led the way that people needed him to lead ultimately it would have been a complete disaster instead God put him in positions of leadership where he could grow in both humility as a leader. Joseph needed the time as a manager of Potiphar's household and a manager of the prison before he became a manager of all Egypt. He also needed time in a powerless position, so he could learn humility and the dependence on God. This he learned in prison, and I guarantee you that as that is very close and near to my heart. This is a very real issue today. How many people graduate college with aspirations to become senior VP or CEO by the age of 25 to 30? Who needs leadership experience when you're smart or have an MBA? Clearly I can do better than whoever's in charge now, right? I'm going to start a company and turn it into a Fortune 500 in three years. And yet, the reality is most of us need the practice, the time, and the maturity to develop ourselves, to have that wisdom to make the right decisions. And sometimes the right decision is doing nothing at all. We need to demonstrate that we can lead well with small things before we can lead with big things. And perhaps the most important of all, humility takes time to learn. I'm still learning it. I'm 58 years old. or I will be 58 in a few months, a month or so. Um, This is the lesson I keep learning over and over again. I know in my head that I need God, but my heart sometimes doesn't feel that. Humility is often a painful lesson, but it is a requirement for any good servant leader. How can you put others first when you think so highly of yourself? You can't. It's not possible. And so, like Joseph, we must remember that true growth takes time. A tree that grows quickly without good roots will fail. It will topple over during the first strong wind. There are no shortcuts. Strong leadership and strong leaders take time to grow. I have to trust God through Everything. Genesis 50 ends the story with Joseph's most famous quote. After their father dies, Jacob, Joseph's brothers begin to worry that Joseph will now take vengeance upon them. They approach him to apologize again and seek his grace and mercy. This is how Joseph responds so eloquently. But Joseph said to them, Joseph was lucky. It may have taken decades, but he was able to see why God put him through so many trials and tribulations. God used it, all of it, all of that time, all of those, the prison, the slavery, to save countless lives in Egypt. Hopefully, God will reveal to you the reason or at least part of the reason, behind your suffering. Because we do all suffer. But the truth is, he may not. We may never understand the work he is doing in our heart or recognize what he is preparing us for. And while it is remarkably frustrating to not get the answers, God still deserves our trust. He sent his son to die for us because his love for us is so extravagant he is a good loving kind nurturing father and he works constantly to heal our hearts show patience in the good times It can be difficult to wait during the bad times, but it can also be difficult to wait during the good times. How many businesses or churches have failed because they pursued rapid growth when steady growth would have been better and more easily to sustain? How often do we spend money on something we don't need because we have a little extra cash, but not enough? Joseph showed tremendous discipline as a leader. There were seven years of feast before there were seven years of famine. After spending 13 years as a slave or in prison, Joseph could have delayed responsibilities. He could have had just fun for a few years. But instead, he began leading like a servant right away. He worked to ensure there would be more than enough food for everyone, more than enough. And he did so tirelessly. He worked to build the infrastructure to store the food. His preparations are described in Genesis 40. During the seven plentiful years the earth produced abundantly and he gathered up all the food of these seven years which occurred in the land of Egypt and he put the food in the cities. He put in every city the food from the fields around it and Joseph stored up grain in great abundance like the sand of the sea until he ceased to measure for it could not be measured. The Old Testament is filled with characters who have massive and often repeated moral failures. Somehow, Joseph tends to rise above them. He endured great hardship. His life was not fair, and he was punished for sins he did not commit. But through it all, Joseph maintained a patient and steady reliance on the Lord. He did the right thing, even when he could not see the purpose or the light at the end of the tunnel. If you want to be a leader like Joseph, or just a genuinely good person, Then it starts with one thing, and one thing only. Stay close to God. There will be good times, and there will be hard times. But God loves you, and is working in you, and through you, and for you, even when you cannot see it or understand it. So trust in Him, and lead well. In Jesus' name, I say these things. Amen. God bless you.